0: This is the after disaster broadcast created by JJ Ranvier.
1: so bad at staying quiet so why bother sure we've been hiding out of the same house for a few days so not much of a location update we're still even in the town where we found elliot mm, that makes him sound like a lost cat not a pretty capable human being so a lot of the stuff closer to the boulevard was wrecked looks like it was the men they were the ones that started the fire and started the fire. And they started the fire, so we didn't fight it. And we found a house that was only a third burned down instead of half or more. June said we should avoid the upstairs because of structural safety. So we've been huddled like hermits. Mm-hmm. Hermits live alone. Definitely don't share a living room turned into a bedroom. Hermit crabs. Huddled like hermit crabs. I think hermit crabs need friends, right? Anyway, we've stayed an extra night because Scout and Jihoon went down to the boulevard to check out a nearby strip mall, as if we hadn't had enough of malls, and found it only had a guitar store, a tanning salon, and a tragically empty chocolate store. And the men took boxes of it and wrote awful things on the walls, which is terrible because what a wasted opportunity to write Poop! But that's not the real worst of it. What was terrible to hear secondhand from Scout was that Jihan sniffed it. Good thing it wasn't poop. And poked it. Seriously. Really glad it wasn't poop. And was worried it was fresh. Not poop. Freshly spread chocolate. Anyway, we're just waiting out another day to give us a little bit of cushion between the men and wherever they went. So in the meantime, Scout has been hardcore bonding with Elliot. By hardcore bonding, I mean, no bondage, but intensely asking and learning about booby traps from them. Scout knew some basic hunting traps. I once saw her snare two squirrels mid-fight. I guess they both lost that one. Uh, But she's still learning some things from Elliot, like... It seems like dozens of ways to fling things into people's faces. So, before, Scout was too preoccupied, but today... She said, Fark it, and went upstairs to explore and see what there was. Almost didn't find anything interesting until she went into the last bedroom. Which, even at first, was nothing too unusual. Just tons and tons and tons of movie posters just taped directly to the wall. So, you know, not that unexpected. Not expected was the camcorder we found. No sign of the owner either, which is not ominous at all. So... Naturally, Ji-hoon won't go near the thing. Too many horror movies. But seriously, the thing has to be at least a decade old, and it works. <laughs> okay, so let me play it and see if there's anything I can find on it or anything about. Hi, I'm
2: Anthony, and welcome to my vlog. My therapist wants me to do this to help with. With the equipment, I guess. I feel fine, but I guess sometimes. Um, no one else is gonna hear or see this, but um, Gee, is this real? Uh, I just got an alert. That there's a volcano eruption. Uh, I didn't even know we had volcanoes. How? Okay, so, uh, the emergency broadcast said, said to stay inside until further notice, and all the further notices that then we keep staying inside until they're sure that they're coming. Uh, my mom and brother are too better side of the moon. They always are. My brother's mostly mad because power being out means there's no way for to keep the video games. seven, though. He doesn't really understand. My mom is putting on a good face, but the last time she kept on food supplies, they seem to be running low. And, of course, everything in the fridge spoiled. Hi, Anthony here. Um, not sure you can see it, but there's just a random band of men wandering up and down our street. They look kinda... not particularly scary, but there's a group of them, and they don't really look friendly. Is... is that one...? Yeah. That one is...
1: course right when we get to the good part personal update I really hope Elliot sticks around they've agreed to take us to the other mile in town for supplies. else oh, where everyone who thought cheesecake factory was fancy went to but they haven't said anything about what their plans are after they're gonna stay here in town or not it's just that they brought a new energy, that makes me sound like a hippie. They brought something back to the group. Scout is more excited than usual. June looks like she's about to smile all the time. Which I enjoy for completely platonic companion feelings. Yep. Uh and uh and I feel like I did when I left the bunker. Like hopeful, I think. Which is so weird given the circumstances. So location update: we left the house and went to the mall. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, and not the not the sad mall we found Elliot in. No, the mall that we came to was a different kind of sad than the one I was talking about with the Cheesecake Factory. All the additions and renovations make it look like it got cancer and decided to keep the tumor. Gian made us circle the entire consarn mall before we were allowed to go inside, and this thing is massive. And then, and then she insisted, insisted she go first with the shotgun. I'm starting to think she's more nervous about the men than she lets on. Elliot suggested we go in the food court entrance first, which, for some reason, had a carousel in the middle of it? In the middle of the food court. So you can stick your kids on it and watch them spin while you eat your Taco Bell in peace? Or even put them on after they have Taco Bell and hope for the best hope that the puke flies onto the kid behind them? Ooh, ooh, I pity whoever had to clean those saddles. But... Yeah, pretty weird to begin with, but then the glass ceiling had caved in, and all the ash had coated the carousel creatures and made them look like a rotating parade of zombie animals, which I rather liked, honestly. The good thing also was Scout was, thankfully, too busy raiding the newsstand to look for jerky to try and hop on one of the carousel animals for a ride. June was not a fan of the food court, especially the food in it. Especially when Elliot asked if we wanted to go check out the deep dish pizza place. See, no deep dish outside of Chicago. It's great. G and I gave each other a look before walking out of the place and past the elevators, and to the path to the new part of the mall. And let me tell you, the path to hell is apparently lined with weird artisan food stalls, like pasta for thirty dollars a pound because it has squid ink in it. Ooh. Or $200 non-magic mushrooms or milk from animals you didn't want to know could be milked. So, of course, Scout took a few bites of a few things and tried them out and regretted all of it. Especially the reindeer cheese. Vive sine regret? Oh, I can't believe I forget. Uh, well, anyway, besides the point, so, obviously, we're not here to get some Marlantan or weird cheese or zombie carousels or even the hot topic that Elliot asked us to wait as they went and checked on. And I kind of want to check on, too. But, nope, we're here. Because says, I need a weapon. Hmm. Scout specifically said that it should be one that... I'd be more likely to hurt someone else with before I hurt myself, which put me on the inside, even if it's true. Elliot suggested we go check out this mall because they hoped, and we hoped it would be less wrecked or ruined by luck, because it's kind of out of the way, but nope. Almost everything is taken, so I guess... Oop, Ella's back. Update. They also wanted to stop by Michael's for Yarn. Guess knitters can be looters. Location update? While Elliot was grabbing yarn, we noticed that the ceiling ahead collapsed and fell on top of all of the bridges and pedways to the other side of the third floor. And of course, on the other side is where there is a massive sporting goods store that probably is pretty unlooted. But that's not even the worst part. The worst part is that there is a way across, but I think I'd rather eat ash. It's this—how do I describe this? Mm, ropes course on meth? Maybe, maybe if it was just a rickety bridge across lava that made you wonder how it got there in the first place, or, or just a log across aggressive river, or a bridge over cliché waters. But no. No, this, this bullcrap, goes to multiple floors with multiple ways to terrify you. The easiest way to the sporting goods place is a collection of hexagon platforms with ropes that go to a pole, and then from the pole you have to Spider-Man cling for dear life across a net. No! No, thank you! Uh She's already going across. Oh god, I can't watch. I can't not watch. I... um, I am only watching for her safety. Not because she's crawling on her hands and knees. This is what good friends do. Oh, jeez. Okay. She made it to the pole, and... Oh, great. Cool. Now Elliot is going across. But... Ooh, oh, Scout, that means I can stay with the cart, right? Scout won't let me stay with the cart because it's my weapon that I have to pick out. And we're going to have to make sure that my arms can pick it up and use it. She's never going to stop calling me chicken. I will. I will get across this rope course designed by Escher. Without falling to my death. Important detail. Fark, fark, fark. Okay, update personal. I don't know. I've got something not important. While we were on the ropes course or in the store, at some point, someone snuck up on Scout and knocked her out and stole the cart. Fark. Oh, she's okay. She's barely concussed. She's all over the place already, so who can even tell? But now the cart with our food and our clothes and our med supplies are parking. Everything is gone. Well, guess I'm going to get to use my new croquet mallet out on these butt wipes. I've calmed down enough to talk about what's going on for the moment. Right now I'm on my way back into the mall to find some resources, because right now we have none! All while the other three stake out the place where those butt wipes took our cart to. I volunteered partly because I'm feeling a little awkward right now, in the moment. Scout is doing surprisingly well despite getting, well, attacked. She was more concussed than disassociated when we found her, and since the attack was from behind, it didn't trigger her PTSD as much as it could have. No, she's fine, really, but the thing that's making things awkward is that Elliot was really, really good at handling her after she got attacked. Holding her hand, helping her up talking to her gently, and Jian looked so pleased with them, almost smiling as she told them a little bit about how to help Scout, and, and I don't... I don't know. I'm happy to have them around, but I, I don't know if I'm feeling jealous because Jian or if I, I... I'm feeling warm, or... or I, I don't know. I'm having a lot of feelings, and I just needed a walk. So... While I'm in the mall, everyone else is camped up at the Pedway over by the hotel. Because yes, apparently people would travel to this place. To go to... T- and drink $20 gigantic margaritas. Because you can't do that in... Canada? Or wherever they were coming from? But yeah, to figure out where the thieves were, she even pulled out her tracking skills that she got from the military to find our her way here and... Tracking skills. I mean, she checked the directory, stared at it intensely, and guessed they were in the hotel. I want to make fun, but soon as we got there, we spotted this woman leaving the pedway with an empty shopping cart. Our current working theory is that the Moors, Tua crappers, capture this woman and maybe others to send them out to do their bidding, and they're hiding out here until they decide they want to wreck the place. And okay, maybe not our working theory. It's my theory, because. It has to have been a group, not just one random woman who overpowered and took down Scout. The woman had bird arms, and I'm pretty sure Scout could take on the girl from the ring even if she stuck up on her. Either way, I'm hoping against hopelessness that I can find some sort of water because it's getting bad enough that Scout is already suggesting we drink our own pee. It's only been three hours. Ooh, ooh, found a water fountain. Oh, 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 why, why did I think there would be anything but sludge? Okay, maybe I can find some bottled water. Wow, wow, okay, um, I have not been this wrong on a theory since... I tried to guess the ending of Planet of the Apes. Seriously. I totally thought it was just a way better planet to make us all jealous. So, so, (sighs) we are recovering after our first attempted reconnaissance mission. As in, we failed to get our cart back from a group of suburban moms. it it seems like the book club teamed up and one-upped and we are feeling ridiculous at least our plan wasn't completely terrible though it was plan B cause plan A was scout saying we should run in there and scream to confuse them thankfully we have G who can actually think and strategize whereas the most I've done in tactical is the three times I play Dungeons and Dragons I died the third time But, yeah, obviously not dead, but still cartless. Jehan's plan was something out of a bank heist. We observed the pedways, watching their comings and goings, and saw that only two or three different women coming and going out of one entrance. So, I... Seriously, I got to do this. I created a distraction by cutting the cables in an elevator, got several of the people in the hotel to come investigate the noise. And that's when Scout, June, went in to see if they could take on who was left to get our cart back. But they peeked into the hotel conference room and saw the cart was taken, not by the men, but by tons. Mm, Well, tons, I mean at least ten or twenty from what they told me. White women with bob haircuts with highlights. I bet all these Helens and Karens learned their survival skills from Pinterest. Scott wanted to take them on anyway, but Jean managed to keep her from running in there and screaming, Fight me, Carol! I bet at least three of them would have answered. So, this time, we will be sneakier and stealthier, which would be just fine because I am never, ever one to struggle with subtlety. We did it! We fucking did it! Ha <laughs> ha! And I didn't even have to punch anyone named Susan in the face! Though we did mace a few people with the pepper spray we got from the sporting goods store. Okay, so this is how the second try went down. This time, we learned from our mistakes. We were wiser, older by approximately 12 hours, 23 minutes, and 59 seconds. Scout, scouted, found, found... Found two fire extinguishers from around the mall, and it was her idea to take one, shoot it in the pedway, and in the confusion and aerosol and explosion, move past the guards into the room. And all that stood between us and our cart was several women in their mid thirties to forties, absolutely terrified. Scout then set off the second fire extinguisher before Sharon could start a fight bigger than the cupcake debacle of 2012. Scout ran ahead with the cart, while Jehan shoved and kicked everyone out of her way. Elliot and I followed, macing anyone who tried to follow! It was amazing! <laughs> so, I'm trying to focus on that part of it because, well, it's a victory, but it feels a little bit hollow. This is the first band of only women we've met on the road, and... They were terrible! Taking resources from other women rather than trying to barter or work with us? And then when we did storm the room, they'd been in the middle of a huge fight! I can't believe this was the group that organized enough to take from Scout. <sighs> well, and the other thing I'm wondering about is... If these were moms, and with them all being at least 35 two-thirds have to be. Where are their families? And their kids? And their spouses, if they have them? Each group of people makes me wonder how they ended up where they are. But, (sighs) this time we didn't even want to ask. But, it's still on my mind. Okay, well, I'm gonna distract myself with the camcorder for a bit. While I was on my water mission, I managed to find some batteries for it.
2: I'm not sure why I keep making these videos, but I'm getting, getting stir-crazy, and my mom uh, my mom went out to see if she could or something from the grocery store, and uh, it's been several hours. There's a grocery store just on the street. Uh, she tried to use the car, but I think those men that were wandering around stole the gas from her car. But but yeah, she said it wasn't too ashy-out, so... Maybe it's not so bad, but... She hasn't come back. I'm sorry, I just... I don't want to scare my little brother by talking with me about it. She doesn't know anything is wrong yet. Maybe she just... Maybe she found something interesting. She'll be back. Hi. Hi. Uh... Me, Anthony, uh, I'm alone. I'm completely alone. Not in the way that a PTSD usually makes me feel alone, but, um, those men, uh, those men came back, and my mom did. They came back, and they took my brother. Uh, he, he didn't even fight them. They asked if he wanted to live a video game, He we just went with them they come back wait what was that
0: thank you for listening to the after disaster broadcast this was written and produced by JJ Ranvier. The voice of Joe Prendergast is J.J. Ronvier. The outro person is me, Caitlin Robb. Our technical engineer is Colin Vodier. Enjoyed the podcast? So did we. Subscribe to keep listening to us and leave us a nice review on iTunes. It really helps. In return, email us at theafterdisasterbroadcast at gmail.com that you did, and we will send you one of our rad stickers as a thank you. Not a bribe, just encouragement. To support Joe and her journey to Chicago, please check us out at patreon.com theafterdisasterbroadcast where you can get bonus content for supporting us with your money. For more on the broadcast and surviving the apocalypse, check us out on Twitter at afterdisasterbc or on any media that makes you feel social in this wasteland. Survival tip, exposure therapy does not work for getting over allergies.